This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn, and today I'm super excited to chat with Dr. Lisa Thompson. She's a best-selling author, speaker, galactic ambassador, and intuitive transformational coach specializing in human design and past life regression. She supports and empowers women to intentionally design their best life while living from their yes, so they can embrace self-love, trust their intuition, and gracefully move forward through their fears to take inspired action to live a life they love. She is an evolutionary biologist who understands the embodiment of the ancient DNA within humans and guides them in the intergalactic realm. That's like, I mean, we definitely don't have enough time to talk about all that. So I feel like I don't even have time to breathe because I'm like, okay, Lisa, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you Um, so much for having me here, Jamie. (laughs) I'm super excited to chat with you. And I also want to make sure that I mention your newest book, Connecting to the Cosmos, Remembering Your Galactic Heritage and Embracing Your Oneness. I feel like that's super relevant to the energies that are swirling in the world right now. So I wanted to make sure that I gave that a, a little bit of attention too. Um, yeah, thank so thanks for being with me and talking about this cool stuff. Yeah, my pleasure. So yeah, where do you want to start? <laughs> Let's start with a card. I always pull a card um, and I'm, I normally pull from the path of the soul from uh, Cheryl Lee Harnish. So today's card is about being revealed. It says, when you hide yourself, you're withholding not only your energy, but your love, love for yourself and love for others. Embrace yourself and all your quirks. We all have them. Let yourself be free and let yourself shine. I feel like that's kind of relevant to the work you're doing in the world. How does that land for you? Yeah, no, that's perfect because um, it was about two years ago that I moved to Hawaii from Olympia, Washington. And being here in a brand new place with new people, I felt like I could take all the masks off and really show who I am, show my authentic self. And so I fully stepped out in my role as a galactic ambassador and am now sharing, you know, my personal experiences with this world, you know, being with extraterrestrials and on spacecraft. And now I channel them. And I don't feel like I could have done that back in my old world. So I have fully revealed like who I am and I love it. Beautiful. Um, Let's start with your role as galactic ambassador because I find that absolutely fascinating. So when did this first come up for you in this lifetime or has this been an ongoing experience? It's definitely an ongoing experience. Um, I've had the opportunity over the last couple of years to really 
understand some of my non-Earth parallel lives that are going on and how important they are to this life as Earth, Lisa, and really sharing the message of, of those experiences. And so I, um, my first conscious memory in this life, though, of being on a spacecraft was when I was 15. But I do know that I had been with that group throughout my childhood in this life. Um, but it, it definitely is this life and way beyond this life. <laughs> that's, that's super cool. And actually, one of my first memories of the Akashic Records was when I was 16. And I found that super complicated by the fact of trying to trudge through this human teenage shit. And yeah. then having these additional layers that you know are true, but you don't know really how to reconcile them. What was your experience? Yeah, well, fortunately, I know. Yeah, I was trying to be a normal teenager. But um, my mother and I, we were attending a spiritual school of enlightenment. Um, we we started doing that when I was 13. And so my teenage years were not normal by any means, but I, even though I was trying to fit in. And so when I had this experience for the first few months, I thought it was just a dream that I had had, but I remembered all the details and I thought, okay, that was the weirdest dream that I've ever experienced. But then I was reading a book um, by Whitley Strieber, the book Communion. And in his book, he's talking about his experiences of being taken by the gray aliens. Now, mine were not the grays. It was a completely different race. And at the end of the book, he is interviewing people that had been taken. And all of them had the same gray race kind of abduction story that he had. But there was one guy that had a completely different story. And his story resembled mine, like almost identically. Where wow taken to a moon of Jupiter. So I specifically was taken inside of the moon Io, one of Jupiter's moons. And this is back in 1988. We were still in the middle of the Cold War, you know, on the verge of World War III, nuclear threat everywhere. And what I had been told when I was taken was that I... I was chosen to see if something happened to the earth, if it was destroyed or we couldn't live there anymore, it, that they were testing us to see if possibly we could live in that environment or a similar environment. And so when I read the, the other story in Whitley's book, um, I had head to toe chills, you know, throughout my body, tears coming down my face. And so my body was saying, okay, that was a real experience. I went and told my mom, knowing she would likely believe me because of the school that we were in, and she did. And the school happened to be kind of a high-profile school that the government and CIA were interested in, and so they had actually infiltrated the school with spies. Some of those oh. people had actually become real students and had left their job with the government. One of them that my mother knew, he was very high government. I don't remember his name now because it's so many years ago. But he knew about the different alien races that come to Earth and that interact with the government. So she introduced me. I told my story to him. And he said, well, I don't know that particular race that you're describing, but we don't know all of them. We haven't documented all of them. And he said, but you had a real experience. So for me, as I was then 16, having that validated as a teenager um, was so important for the work that I do now, because, you know, I, I'm not crazy. <laughs> this was a real right. experience that I had. 
And that's something that my inner truth can move forward with. And I feel like I was able to remember that experience plus have it validated to plant the seed for doing the work now of being this galactic ambassador in spreading the message that we are all one. They are our family. They're here to support us, to help us not destroy ourselves. Because once again, we now are on the verge of this massive world destruction. And so they really are here to help us. But they can't interfere because we have free will. So we have to ask. <laughs> so I think that's just so powerful that as a teenager, you were able to experience that validation that so many people don't. And right. it's really put you on the path to hold a light for people to say, hey, just because my experience is different doesn't make it wrong. Like, oh, that's, I have, I have goosebumps. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's so evocative for me. Um, and the whole concept of oneness. I remember when I was first getting indoctrinated to teach the Akashic Records, I kept being visited by Arcturians. And their entire message to me was about the idea of oneness. And yeah. I, I can remember getting up the next morning and being like, I know that I'm just being a little bit like slow on the uptake here, but can we go through this one more time? <laughs> and that's actually the group that I have the strongest connection with and that I channel are the Arcturians. Cool. I yeah. love them. They have such an amazing energy. They do. Yes. And, and I got to see what my life as an Arcturian was um, this year where I understand what that role is and what like in the relationship again to this earthly so. So there I am a healer, but because they're in such a high frequency density, they don't get sick themselves. So the healing is more for the third and fourth dimensional planets like us that need need yeah. that, that do have health issues. And so there's a crystal that I use there that sends energy down to me here to help heal my body, but also to then extend that healing energy out for others to heal their bodies as well. And I can only imagine amplification of that being in Hawaii and the, the energy there like, Oh, wow. I understand why you were called there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm on the big Island, which has, it's the root chakra of the islands and it it has the active volcano Kilauea. So we have the most active volcano in the world. There is so much energy here. Vortex energy portals, just the veil is so thin. And so really having having that energy to be able, my powers have grown stronger, my superpowers. <laughs> awesome. I mean, you're just shedding layers of, of I, I don't want to say you're shedding layers of humanity, but like you're putting aside the constraints that humanity puts on your powers. Yeah, I it's been very freeing and there have been definitely challenges as well, because when all that energy is stirring up, it allows things to come up that want to be revealed and healed. Um, but that's the beauty of not being afraid and doing that inner work so that we can actually really um, increase our, our superpowers. Wow, that is just so amazing. Um, so 
when you're working as the the conduit between the galactic energies and humans or or people in this human realm because i know we're not just all strictly humans we've all had tons of different iterations of of who we are as a soul um but when you're acting in in your official capacity let's say how do you work with clients like like how do you bring through those messages um a few different ways actually so when my vocal channel opened up this year, um, I was allowing clients to send me emails of questions they wanted to have answered. It could be about their personal life, their business, whatever it was. And then I would allow my Arcturians to channel a message through to them that would be for their highest and greatest good. Um, When I do my past life work, and I'm trying to change that terminology instead of past lives, it's parallel lives, since all timelines exist simultaneously. Exactly. Like, it's just a big cluster of different threads. Just roll with it. Exactly. And so when I do that work, um, really, I, I have a light language that comes through my hands. I haven't vocalized that yet, but um, I'm able to help when we have a trauma come up from a different life or even this life, able to really use that energy, that healing energy from my light language, from the hands to move that energy out of their body. And so I know that that is fully channeled. It's not Lisa that's doing this. It's it's that energy from those higher realms. It's just flowing through my body that's helping release the energy and we've had some really major shifts in my clients in terms of some of the traumas they've been able to work through and not have to have stuck in their body. And do you do that remotely? I can actually, um, I do it in person here, but I also. Wow. That's, that's really powerful. Yeah. One of the other things that I have been doing um, recently is taking people on journeys to meet their galactic family and guides. And so it's similar to a regression where they get, you know, very, very relaxed and they're able to allow themselves to move to those other time and space and dimension. And when they get to actually meet some of these beings in that state, they understand truly how much love there is from these beings. And there's no, nothing to be afraid of, Um, you know, We only have to be afraid of ourselves, in my understanding. And so there isn't anything out there that can really hurt us. Um, We just, whatever frequency we are resonating in is what we are going to attract into our life. And so um, when they're able to experience these higher dimensional beings, it expands the way that they think about even this earth life. It's so funny that you say that about fear. Like my husband can't figure out why I never cried at a funeral because I have a different perception of this, like the death of the body because of my connection with spirit. But I cry every wedding we go to, I ball. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's all in your perspective and what your awareness is, how you perceive the potential threats or fear and and release some of those fears. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. 
we're right now, I mean, there is just so much fear throughout earth. And so just even if I'm able to help one person at a time, shift that perspective that really they are in control. And one of the things that my Arcturians keeps telling me, but also to my clients is that, you know, because all timelines exist simultaneously, choose the timeline that you want to be in. So focus on what you want. So, you know, law of attraction, basically focus on what you want, see it as if it's already happened, feel it in your body as if it's already happened and you will naturally shift to that no matter what else is going on around you in the world. Hmm. That's such pure, simple guidance that is so easy to get distracted from. Yes, it is. And that's why they, because even I get distracted. I mean, we're human, right? We, we have our daily do, And so um, that's why I was saying they continually remind me um, so that I don't get too caught up in the world events and, and focusing on what I don't want. Um, and for one, one example of that, earlier in the year when Roe got overturned, you know, ego human Lisa was very upset about that. I, I was like, right. oh my God. I, I, and in my younger years, I used to be more of an activist. And so now in this role, they're just like, okay, it's not your time to be that activist anymore. There are other people that can do that. Focus on what you want to be creating, be the light, keep shining, stay out of the polarity. And really, so for me, having to shift out out of the polarity and seeing things from that higher perspective has been a real practice, we'll say. I would definitely applaud you for being able to do that and even stay in that energy for a short period of time because it's really challenging. It is. And one of the nice things about being in one of the most remote places in the world is that Things, things operate differently here in the islands than they do on the mainland. Um, not that we don't have the politics and all of that, but it's easier to isolate and like keep, kind of keep yourself protected from it than some of the major cities, um, you know, in some of the states over on the mainland. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm pretty close to New York City where I'm at, but I have the luxury of going to the farm and not having cell service and not having internet and just being like, Oh, the trees. I love you. Yeah, right. And I just go to the beach and I'm just like, Hey, I can be in the moment, right. I can be in the now when I'm down um, out in nature at the beach in the water, snorkeling, looking at the pretty fishes, you know? So I, I feel like taking myself out of that environment of being in Washington state, um, really has helped me to progress in this, I guess, ascension process, this enlightening process. And again, I'm still human and I have my moments, <laughs> but I'm getting, I'm getting better. <laughs> well, it, and it is a process. I mean, that's the beauty of it. Right. Exactly. So I want to shift gears for a moment because literally like you have such fascinating professional credentials that uh, there's no way we could dive deep enough in all of them in our little time here. So I want to at least touch on all of them. How do you integrate human design into your work with 
the galactic energies? Well, or so are we, they completely separate? They're, they are separate to a degree, but you know, one of the chapters in my new book is being a tourist here on planet Earth. Like, what are the things that I'm appreciating about this Earth life? Because sometimes I have a lot of clients and a lot of friends that are like, just get me out of here. I don't want to come back to Earth. It's too hard. And, you know, why am I here? And so what I love about human design is it actually gives you a blueprint of who you were born to be in this specific life as this earth human, and it gives you practical tools so that you can flow more easily with the universe. So for me, that's been huge because we all have the wisdom inside of us and, and we, we have the answers. And so knowing how we naturally get to a yes or no, that is right for us and for our soul is so important. It has been for me in making some of the major choices in my life. So when I first discovered human design eight years ago, when I've been working with it all of this time, so I'm a sacral generator. So I, if I get a gut, yes, no matter if I don't know how to move forward or like, how's it going to turn out? If I just take one step towards that, yes, the next steps start to unfold. And I've been making some huge changes in these eight years. I left a very you know, unhappy, toxic kind of marriage. I um, started my spiritual business. I moved here to Hawaii. <laughs> I, you know, some major life changes in these eight years where things have flowed beautifully when I follow my human design. I totally need to learn more about mine because I'm a generator, but I don't know all of the other pieces. I think I'm a six four, but I totally could have just imagined that. I need to go back and read my chart. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, you could either be a, a, a four six or you could be a six two or a six three. Well, I'm six three. I'm six foot three inches tall, but that's probably has nothing to do with it. But I definitely am fascinated by human design and how powerful it is for people. Yeah, and it is. I, it's one of those things that I feel like I need somebody to hold my hand through it. Well, I would be happy to help you. You're <laughs> my girl. Yeah, yeah. and. One of the interesting things is, so I am a 6'2", that's my profile, which is the role model hermit. And as part of that, um, there as a six, there are three stages in life. And I just last year got into that third and final stage of the life where I come out as the role model. So basically all these experiences and wisdom I've gained through my years now I'm here to basically teach people only the ones who want to hear the message that I have. But it, the timing couldn't be more perfect of moving here to Hawaii, taking those masks off. And now here I'm stepping into this role model um, perspective that my human design chart says that it, that is who I actually am. So I'm getting to live that. Awesome. It's, it's super cool how you see it unfold and you have the validation of the human design too, and they all just mesh so beautifully. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so it's a powerful tool, and and again, you know, does it relate directly to the galactic realm? Not necessarily, except for you know, it's just it helps know um, who we are 
for this time around. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I feel like it, it also gives us permission to be who we know we are, but yes. have been holding ourselves back from. Yes, that's a really good point. And my kids, you know, especially my son, knowing his human design, he has a unique design that is a little more challenging to operate within society. Um, and his dad, who he is currently living with, even though his dad kind of understands his human design, he doesn't respect it. Mm -hmm. And so they have a lot of challenges. And my son also has some challenges in school because of how he is designed, because, you know, he is not meant to be put in this little box of systems. He needs more freedom than that. Um, so hopefully when, by me working with him and letting him know how he energetically is supposed to be in the world um, as an adult, I'm hoping that he'll have more freedom. That's really interesting that you say that because I have a son who is very, very similar situation. He is not well confined to boxes. He would actually much prefer to burn the box than yes. to be in the box. So, yes. <laughs> and he's pretty vocal about that too. Um, and he also lives with his dad for the majority of the year. And I see challenges there. And I've seen challenges since Anthony was in third grade, but you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So, but it's yeah. a beautiful gift that these souls have incarnated into our spheres because, I mean, oh, clearly, we don't know a whole lot at this point, but because they know everything, <laughs> but we right. really are here to guide them. Yes. Yeah. And even though, you know, it has been my son, he's 14 now and he, his dad originally was going to let him move here to Hawaii with us. And then he changed his mind at the last moment. And so over the last couple of years that I haven't been like with my son full time, our relationship has actually gotten stronger because now I'm not the disciplinarian and yeah. opens up to me. He tells me things he would never tell his dad. And even yeah. those things I'm like, Oh, why? But I'm able to guide him more as a mentor and he listens to me way more than when I had to be the one, like the school mom, like do your homework and, you know, go to bed. And so, totally. yeah, we have a much closer relationship. I totally understand that. My son is 17 right now. Um, and he's in his, his final year of high school. And he said to me, the other day, I've actually asked him if he would interview me on this podcast. And he said, mom, we should really just record our conversations in the car. They're far more interesting than any interview would be. So, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. One and my son, you know, he he he's not influenced by me or his dad. He's very open-minded and curious. And his dad, though, really is closed-minded and is trying to, like with this whole alien thing, like your mom's just trying to like convince you that it's real. And my son is like, no, I have my own mind, Dad. I can make up my own mind about things. Good for him. I love it. Yeah. And I'm like, sweetie, I will never force you to believe anything I believe. I want you to have full ability to experience life and make up your, your own mind about things. Right. And you know that you've 
allowed him to forge the foundation that will put him on the path that gets him to where he needs to go. Exactly. <laughs> Lisa, I love chatting with you. And I want all of our listeners to know where they can find you and learn more about you. Well, I um, my website is drlisajthompson.com. Um, I can also be found, the same um, website is mysticmanta.com. So whatever's easier. And then I am on Facebook, um, way more active on Facebook, a little bit on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel with my own podcast, Connection to the Cosmos with Dr. Lisa Thompson. And then if anyone wants to come to Hawaii and experience the UFOs, I have BigIslandUFOTours.com. That would be fantastic. I've actually done it in Sedona. And yes. that was that was super powerful. But I can only imagine how it would be in Hawaii. Yeah. And that's actually, um, the I took the family to Sedona five years ago. And we did a UFO tour. So that's actually where I first experienced the night vision goggles, the military cool. night goggles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is really neat. Yeah, we well, so I would love to invite you back and and dive in deeper and another conversation. In the meantime, I'm going to go listen to your podcast because I know that there is fascinating magic to be heard there. Great, thank you, and I would I would love to be back on anytime. <laughs> and Lisa, can you tell us where we can get your most recent book for those of us who just are hungry for more information about this. Yeah, so it is available on Amazon for those who want to um, get it really fast. Otherwise, um, on my website, I do have it in my shop. So mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com slash shop. Awesome. I myself can't wait to read that book. It is next on my reading list. So I will let you know how amazing it is as soon as I'm done with it. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you everyone for listening. See you next week on Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.